And number five, avoid using the word prefer or like when you're talking about pronouns. So instead of asking someone, what pronouns do you prefer or what pronouns do you like? It's more accurate and respectful to ask, what pronouns do you go by? Because our identity is way more complex than just a matter of preference or taste. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. This episode is in honor of Pride, which is what we celebrate in the United States in the month of June, and I'll share a little bit more about that in a moment. But have you ever wondered why someone said, Hi, my name is so-and-so and my pronouns are... Or have you been in a meeting and the facilitator asked you for your pronouns? Well, today we're going to talk about that and about all you need to know about the importance of pronouns, more specifically, personal pronouns. Yes, I'm going to share with you a brief explanation about what pronouns are and how we use them in our speech. We're also going to talk about why these personal pronouns matter. Then, I'll teach you how to use personal pronouns. And finally, I'm going to give you a suggestion about how to communicate when you make a mistake and mispronounce someone. So, what are pronouns? Well, I'm sure you learned in elementary school about the word noun. A noun is a word that we use to refer to an object, an animal, or a person. So, for example, flower, cat, dentist are all nouns. A pronoun is a word we use to substitute a noun. So, in the case of a flower, we may say, look at that flower, it's so colorful. See what I did there? I used the word it, and you knew I was talking about the flower, because the word it, which is a pronoun, substituted the word flower. The same goes for a person, like dentist. I could say something like, I saw my dentist yesterday. She's so knowledgeable. So again, I used another word, the pronoun she, to substitute the noun dentist. In English, we have several kinds of personal pronouns. I, you, he, she, it, we, and they. And we also have different categories of personal pronouns. For example, pronouns like mine, yours, his, hers, its, ours, and theirs. Those are possessive pronouns. And pronouns such as me, you, him, her, it, us, and them Those are called objective pronouns. We also have reflexive pronouns. Words such as myself, yourself, himself, herself, itself, ourselves, and themselves. I don't know if you can tell this, but I love this. I've been a language teacher for decades, and maybe it's showing it right now. Now, 
Why do these personal pronouns matter? Well, as you heard me say a few minutes ago, this episode is in honor of Pride. And Pride is a series of celebrations we have in the United States to promote the self-affirmation, respect, dignity, equality, and increased visibility of people who, as a social group, have suffered shame, social stigma, violence, and trauma. Why? Because of who they love or their sexual or gender orientation or identity. And who is in this social group? Well, today, this group is called the LGBTQIA community, and they are the members of our human family who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual, so LGBTQIA. The LGBTQIA folks have had to be closeted. That is to say that they had to hide their identities because it wasn't safe to be out there. And when I say out there, not just out there in the world, but in their community, in their family and workspace. In my work as a communication coach, I've had the honor of helping many of my clients who are LGBTQIA come out and communicate their authentic identity to their parents, their friends, their family, their workspace, and to do so in a way that they could be heard, accepted, and supported. And many times, part of the work of coming out, of being able to express their identity freely, involves telling others that their identity needs to be referred to and spoken about accurately and respectfully. And that may include asking others to use a different pronoun to substitute their name than a pronoun others have used before. So, for example, I have a professional friend who's trans. When I met my friend, we were all using the pronouns she, her, and hers when we talked about my friend. Then, my friend came out and asked us to use the pronouns he, him, and his instead. That's because these pronouns are the most accurate pronouns, not only to identify him, but also to respect his identity and treat him with the same dignity that all of us deserve. In the English language, we frequently talk about a single person using pronouns such as he or she. And it's important to understand that every time we do that, we are substituting that person's name with a pronoun that implies a specific gender, a gender that is either masculine or feminine. And more often than we may realize when we do that, especially if we don't know the person, we are making an assumption about this person because of their appearance or their name. And this assumption is not always correct. And remember, when we make assumptions about others, especially when we make identity assumptions about others, the act of making these assumptions may send a harmful message, a message that people need to have a certain appearance to show the gender they are or they're not, 
or that their own identity should not be seen or even exist. So it's important to make a commitment to avoid making assumptions about people because of the way they look and to make sure that we are using people's correct personal pronouns as a way of respecting them, addressing them with dignity, and letting them know that it's safe to be their authentic self. Now, many people identify themselves as non-binary. And when we only use the set of pronouns like he, she, his, hers, his, her, when referring to any single person, we are using a language that connotes a binary paradigm, a world in which there are only two gender possibilities, masculine or feminine. And when we do this, knowingly or unknowingly, we are invalidating the identity of millions of members of our human family who are non-binary, gender queer, gender non-specific, or self-identify as gender non-conformist. When someone identifies in some of these ways I just mentioned, it's likely that they will ask you to use different pronouns to talk about them. They may use the pronoun they, theirs, them, themselves, or they may ask you to use some emerging set of pronouns, such as Z here, Z zer, per purse, am, Z sem, or others. And you know, so many people have expressed their confusion or their grievance to me saying, Alejandra, they is plural, not singular. Or, it's not natural to use the pronoun they to refer to a single person. Or, using they to talk to one person and not two or more people isn't correct in English, isn't it? I'm wondering if you've had these conversations yourself. And when you have them, what do you say about this? Well, I'm going to tell you what I say in these conversations because I usually respond in one of four ways. This first one, and this is something you've heard me say before on the podcast, or if you've come to a workshop or are working with me as my communication coaching client, you've heard me say this before. Language is a living organism, and as such, it's constantly changing and evolving. Because we, humans, the ones who constructed language, are still constructing it. Yes, we're still naming our continuously changing world. And it's important to acknowledge that we have mostly lived in a binary world, a world that has been limiting, that's offered only two possibilities, and that has created a lot of pain and shame and has generated great violence to the precious LGBTQIA members of our human family. And so, we're using other pronouns and we're exploring together how to communicate in a way that can bring dignity, healing, and belonging by using a more accurate language. Which brings me to the second way I respond to people when we talk about pronouns, and that is that language is an approximation. 
it is not the thing itself. For example, when we say, look at the moon, and we use our finger to point to the moon, our finger is not the moon. It's the pointer. And just like our finger, language is a pointer. It is not the actual moon. So in our journey of using language as consciously and accurately as we can, when we notice that the language we're using is less and less accurate, we need to change our language. Now, when people say things such as, if you use the set of pronouns they, them, to refer to one person, that's grammatically incorrect. I say, well, take the case of the pronoun you. When we use the pronoun you in English, sometimes we are referring to one single person. Like when I say, you are a conscious, mature adult with choices. And sometimes we use the pronoun you to refer to more than one person. Like when we say, you are compassionate language alchemists. In both cases, I am using the verb are in its plural form, whether I'm talking to a single you or a multiple you. So we already have a precedent in English of using a personal pronoun for a single person or for multiple people. So using they to refer to a single person doesn't have to be incorrect. Now, ready for the fourth thing I say? Now, I don't say this all the time. You've heard me say that communication always depends on the context. And because I studied history of the English language in grad school, I know that it's been recorded that the pronoun they to refer to a single person has been used in the English language since the 14th century, especially when we are referring to a person who's unspecified. Let me give you some examples. The client needs to know how they can contact customer service. Or a magician will not reveal their magic tricks. See, in these sentences, I'm using the personal pronouns they or their to refer to a single person. And this use is accepted, understood, and natural. Now, you can actually check out the online version of the Oxford English Dictionary where you're going to find that the use of the pronoun they to refer to a single person emerged in the 14th century. Now, I want to share that for me personally, when I think about why pronouns matter, I ask myself, do I want to be free to express who I am? Do I want to feel safe to communicate my identity? Do I want to be treated with respect and dignity and be seen as how I identify myself? And of course, the answer to all these questions are yes. And so, to be in alignment with my values, then I need to do the same for all the members of our human family. Now that we've covered what pronouns are and why they matter, let me teach you how to use them. If you're interested in creating a safe, healing, and inclusive space for everyone, then here are some suggestions. Number one, introduce yourself and share your pronouns first, 
before you ask someone for their pronouns. For example, I would say, Hi, my name is Alejandra and I go by she and her. What's your name? And what pronouns do you go by? Number two, use the pronoun they more often. Instead of assuming someone is going to go by he or she because of the way they look. For example, have you seen the person who's waiting on our table? They must be helping someone else. Number three, if you have a signature on your email address, add your pronouns. So for example, when I respond to your email, you are going to see that my email includes my name, my title, and the pronouns I go by. Number four, you can use the person's name instead of their pronoun. You can omit pronouns altogether. After all, pronouns are a substitute for someone's name, remember? So let's say that you're in a meeting talking about a coworker named JT. So you can say something like, JT was just telling us about what JT was working on this week and how JT solved the problem with JT's account. See, no substitutes there, no pronouns, just the name. And number five, avoid using the word prefer or like when you're talking about pronouns. So instead of asking someone, what pronouns do you prefer or what pronouns do you like? It's more accurate and respectful to ask, what pronouns do you go by? Because our identity is way more complex than just a matter of preference or taste. Now, what about if you mispronoun someone? So for example, if someone asked you to use a specific pronoun with them and you accidentally made a mistake, well, just fix it as quickly as possible without making a big deal or else you may draw unnecessary attention, especially if you are in the company of others. And then later on, you can address this one-on-one, -on -one, apologize and repair with the person themselves. If you'd like to have more scenarios and ideas and a deeper understanding of pronouns, I really recommend checking out an excellent website with lots of resources. The website is www.pronouns.org. I will add the link in the show notes. Now, before we recap what we talked about in this podcast, I want to say that being able to support LGBTQIA people to communicate out loud who they are with clarity, confidence, and compassion, and being asked to help them express themselves in a way that they could be heard by their conservative and religious families, their work environments. This is really an extraordinary honor for me. And when one of my brave clients tell me that their families, their workspace, their friends, their relatives have accepted them and are making a safe space for them. Wow. In those moments, I shed tears of joy because this is what I believe is possible, that we can communicate and live in a world where all of us can feel safe to be and express ourselves, including the lesbian gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, 
intersex, and asexual members of our human family. Okay, let's recap what you've heard today. We talked about personal pronouns, what they are, and how to use them in our speech. You also heard about why these personal pronouns matter. Then, I taught you how to use personal pronouns, especially to refer to the LGBTQIA members of our human family. And finally, I gave you a suggestion of how to communicate when you make a mistake and mispronounce someone. And remember, you and I can transform our world when we transform our language. Thank you so much for listening and a special thanks to my clients, Taya, Britt, Nathan, Shannon, Chris, Lee, for all the work they've done to bring awareness to personal pronouns and authentic expression. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary Lapoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.